Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. I hope your week is going well. This week, I'm joined by Miss Felicia Clark. Hey, Felicia. Hi, Carmen. How are you? I'm good. How are you this morning? I'm great. Good, 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 good. I want to be able to let Felicia unpack a little bit of her story, but then I want to get to something very specific um, because I think that there's some tangible things that God is doing through their life in their community that can be replicated in our own communities. So Felicia, if that's okay with you, that's where I'd like to take some of our conversation today. Sounds good, Carmen. Good. Tell them a little bit about your career because it's fascinating and you don't typically run across multiple women that are doing doing what you retired from, and now you're doing it on a, on a consultant basis. Yeah, Carmen. So I'm a um, medical um, forensic death investigator. So these are, you know, infants, of course, that have um, unfortunately passed away. And my job is to go in, you know, and talk with the family and, and conduct an investigation and gather information that would help the doctor determine as to why this baby is now deceased. So pretty much that's what I was doing. Did that for like 11 years. And um, some people were like, I don't know how you could do that. But I realized that I was on assignment from God doing that, Carmen. And for some kind of, you know, for some reason, I was able to do it. I know it was only because of him, you know, and that's what he wanted me to do at that time. I just found it amazing and was so appreciative that I was going in at such a vulnerable time and being able to show love and compassion when you had other agencies in, you know, doing what they did because we all had a job to do. I, I retired from doing that maybe after 11 years and thought that, okay, I'll just um, take a little time, focus more on ministry because I don't think that there's ever enough time. Like, I could just do it all day long, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus more on the ministry, help um, help my husband, what he's doing. And I'll do that for a couple of years and maybe go back and, you know, continue my education and get another degree or something. And then we have this grand dude, our grandson, we call him our grand dude. I want to spend some time with him at the time he was six, you know, so I'm like, he's growing up so fast. So I took a year of focusing, I mean, heavily on the ministry and also our grand dude and just family relation, you know, shifts. Um, I was spending time with my family, which was, you know, I didn't have a lot of time to do. So there's this um, hospital here. I worked on a special project, which I'm still working on with CDC in Atlanta, trying to um, reduce infant mortality. And so um, I worked at this hospital here, Children's Hospital, and they were asking me for over a year, oh, come on, you know, help us do some work with us, you know. So I end up after a year or so of them constantly, you know, talking to me, saying, come and help them. I decided to go in and do some consulting work with them. So that's what I'm doing now. And I'm the community educator out in the community, attending all kinds of events. You couldn't imagine all kinds of events to get information out to help us, you know, prevent infant mortality. So that's pretty much what I'm doing now, you know, just out educating or just building on what the public already knows about infant, you know, and we kind of focus with this program, we focus more on um, safe sleep for infants, because here in Cook County, there's a high, high percentage for infants that are dying due to, you know, unsafe sleep environments. So um, that's what I'm out there trying to do. It's going to take all of us a collective, you know, it takes all of us to help save our baby. So that's the message I'm out doing. Yeah. Well, you know, I have the privilege of talking to a lot of women, especially, 
And something I say routinely is God wastes nothing. Any opportunity, any job, any experience, any pain, it, he will use that. Sometimes yeah. we can't see him using it or don't know how he would use it. But you, your story, is, it demonstrates that. How you retired very young, retired your husband in the ministry for you to join him or like be more hands-on. But then how somebody came and asked, would you come to our table? But how God choreographed it just for you, because it's literally put you into the community yes. that your church is there to be light and salt to. And somebody's paying you to do it. Yes, that's awesome. I get to do what I love to do. I get paid to do it. <laughs> so I love it. I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Well, what I want to do is I want to pivot our conversation a little bit now that the ladies know a little bit about you, because when I was talking to you, you told me about a specific initiative that you guys were about to reach your neighbors. And I remember very specific that you said, we we have to know our neighbors as more than, I think you said a pronoun, like it can't just be, he's an EMT or she's a plumber or yeah. we got to know who's Carmen. Yes, yes, yes. You know, we, I know that we, I'll, I'll speak for myself, Carmen, and that I thought that I knew my neighbors. I really did, you know, and um, you know that I'm a widow. So I marry Thomas, my current husband. And so I move into a new community. And so it, I had been here like maybe eight or nine years. And it was just last year that I decided just from being encouraged by Thomas. He, what he had, let me, let us, let us go back just a few, yeah. a little bit, um, Carmen. He had encouraged us. We need to get to know our neighbors. And all this came about because of COVID, you know, we were confined to our homes, you know, um, and some, you know, some were not attending, you know, worship services in the building. And so some of the um, followers of Christ, at, at um, WDCC, World Deliverance Christian Center, the ministry that we're at, they were they were missing each other, you know. So we decided, you know what, we would um, touch bases on Zoom and start. We so we started calling it a well-being on um, Wednesday, where we would just meet up on Zoom, talk to each other, you know, hang out, and that developed into almost like a Bible study. And, you know, we just went from there. It just kept evolving to other things. But they were longing community each other. So we were like, you know, you can still have community right where you are on your block. That is your community. So we were encouraged to have a um, draw a tic-tac-toe board and put yourself, your family in the middle. And then we were challenged to fill in the names of those that lived across from us, behind us, on the left and the right. And what I found is that I couldn't do it. What I started to do is put adjectives in those boxes. Oh, that's the lady with the white car. You know, that's the lady that leaves, the man that leaves, you know. And it was, I just started describing them. I didn't know their names. There was only one family out of 16 homes on my block that I knew their names. And so we were encouraged. Okay, go in, you know, meet them, get to know them, start by high you know, I'm such and such and who are you? And so I was so embarrassed. And my husband, you know, he because he knew them, you know, he knew a lot of them. But then there was new neighbors that moved in that we never went and greeted. We, you know, would just say hi. We were friendly with each other, but we didn't know each other. So we took time to go to the store, buy like it was springtime. I remember when we did it, we bought like a little flower pot you know, from um, the dollar store, whatever local dollar store, bought some soil. 
we bought 20 pots, some soil and some little seeds. And we made a little card introducing ourselves and we described the home that we live in, you know, and this, we, who we are and all that. We went to each home, knocked on each door. And we, what we found is they accepted us. Oh, they were like, oh, you know, people really do this. Did you guys just move in? Some of the neighbors didn't realize that we were not new neighbors. We had been here for all these years. And so it took humility. I was embarrassed and I just went like being honest and transparent and open. I am so sorry. You know, I've noticed you moved in two years ago. I never came over to say hi personally, you know, to get to know you. And we were out, we were 16 homes in our block. We were out for a little over two hours because People start talking to us. Again, what he was saying is that we were along in community. Other people, they want a sense of community, you know? Yeah. And it just went from there. So every month, so we build on that for the folk, the people, the neighbors that were not home, we left the card. And we, we said, you know, what are some things that you think you, will help our neighborhood? What are some things you would like to see? And we gave them like a little line. We gave them three little spaces to put, you know, their comments in. Those cards were returned and we gave them permission. You can put, you know, drop it back in our mailbox, you know. They re, they were returned. They told us what they were longing, you know, their long as their loss, what they thought they could benefit from. You know, some was, let's get our alley paved. Some was, we need activities for our children, you know. Some was, you just want to come and hang out. So we plan from looking at those suggestions and having the conversations with the neighbors, we plan these different activities monthly. And we call them the frontline activities. And they were told, anytime that you see us on the front line, front line, that's an open invitation. You know, come over. And we came over. And I remember the first event that we had was in July. It was our it was our anniversary. So we thought we want to celebrate with our neighbors. We could throw this big party, you know, anniversary party, but we want to celebrate with the people we know. You know, you're hear me say things like the first, second and third space. The first space is where we live. Get to know people where you live. The second place would be your work. Third place is where you hang out, where you play. It could be, you know, a coffee shop. It could be the library, you know, whatever. Your kids' sports teams, you know, the practices and games, whatever. And you have to identify those places. So our home, you know, our community where we live is our first space. So we we told we said we want to celebrate, you know, with our with our community, with our neighbors, because now, you know, we're building this relationship with them. And what we're trying to do is we invite them into our lives until they trust us enough to invite us into their lives. So we wasn't, you know, in the beginning expecting a whole lot. We just want them to trust us and get to know us and allow us to get to know them. So we invite them over to uh, to the front line and we have like, we just have hot dogs and, and hamburgers and chips and, and, and drinks. They all come. Now, the amazing thing, Carmen, is that one of our neighbors at the time, she's 92. We invite her as Miss Hendricks. And then we have right directly across the street from us is Miss Jones. And Miss Jones is, I don't know her age, but she's close to... 90, I know that much. They come over and they literally have like a reunion on our front line. They're crying and hugging each other because they had lost communication with each other. There was no longer a black club anymore. And they were very involved in a black club, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago. They thought each other had went on. They thought they were both, they thought each other was deceased. So when they see each other, they're just crying. We don't know what's going on. They're crying and hugging each other and rocking. And we're trying to make sure that they don't fall, you know. They're mm -hmm. so, you know, excited about seeing each other. And then they later told us, oh, I thought that she had died. And I thought she had died. And we all crying. And so they have this reunion 
on our front line, which was like priceless. I'm telling you, it was amazing. So every month we look at what came back on those cards. What the what, what are the suggestions? The next time we have this event for the children, it's just really basically for the children, but the parents bring the children over. Well, that's amazing because we start and we have hot dogs again on the front line. And I do what we call a bubble. Uh, it was just a bubble party for the kids. And we had bubbles for all the kids. And then we put a bubble machine on the lawn and the kids running around. One neighbor goes, oh, I have this little game. I think the kids would like to play. So she runs over to her house. She bring a game onto our front lawn. When the neighbor down the street is like, well, we have a trampoline. So we start on our front lawn with the kids with bubbles. And it just goes around. They go to one neighbor house to play a game. They go to the other neighbor house for the trampoline. They go across the street, get in the other neighbor's backyard on the swings now we have this sense of community and we're we plan something so now neighbors are planning you know different activities frontline activities if it's the front line on our block we know we're all welcome and then other neighbors they start to have a conversation we introduce them oh this is such and such joneses meet the clarks you know now they know each other. So pretty much everyone on the block knows each other, look out for each other, and are just really nice to each other. And so now we have this sense of community. Now it's moved on because we're building social momentum. That's what we're doing, building social momentum. Everyone knows on the block now that my husband is uh, as a uh, minister, you know, but we don't talk about God a lot to them because, again, we're just trying to build a relationship with them. But what we're always doing is praying the whole time. God, show us where you're moving in this neighbor's life. That's the whole point. We're just not throwing front line, you know, events. Yes, community. Yes, we come together and have our a good time. But we want to be instrumental in pointing them to God and connecting them to God. So we, as we learn them who they are, now we see that they are trusting us, inviting us back into their own lives. The whole time we are praying for God to show us where he's moving in conversations with them. How can we show them that God is connected to this? So it may be what we call a throwaway comment. You know, one of my neighbors, her husband is very handy and we talk and I have been praying, God, when do I move from social momentum with this particular neighbor to a spiritual formation conversation where I can start to connect her to you so she can see you. And the whole time I'm working to live a life that's attractive to them. So I'm trying, you know, really hard to live the life that God has called me to live because they need to see my life and see that there's something attractive about it. Not me, but God in me, that light that shines, you know, the love that, you know, I demonstrate his love. Those are the things that we're doing. And so she was telling, we were talking about her husband, how handy he is. And I said, you know, it's just a blessing that you have a husband that knows how to do all this work because we're next door having to pay contractors all this money. You know, and she goes, yes. I'm like, oh, yeah, aren't we blessed? So that was the beginning of a spiritual um, formation conversation with her, because up until then we had not had a conversation. Sure. And it's just going on and on. So I'm always like, God, you know, what do you want me to say? You know, how are you moving and I'm following him. If I'm really a follower of Christ, I'm following him. And we know that God is always at work in someone's life. He's mm -hmm. already moving. So the prayer is, God, show me where you're at work in this community, my first, second, third place, where you're at work at, you know, at my job and your people or people you want to be connected to you, or even in the places that I hang out or play, you know, the third space, where are you at work? Where are you moving? And then how do you want me to join you? How can I join you? 
Yeah. Ladies, as you can hear Felicia talk, can you just hear the passion? Because it's so natural. It just, it's what they do. It's how they, you know, it's how they do it, but it's just, but it's not like a program. It's just become DNA now. It's become the culture yes. of the church, you know, of the yes. of the families. But Felicia, I remember when we did the, ke- the our catch-up conversation, I could not write fast enough because you were just giving me updates like, da-da-da, this is what God's doing in our life. And I'm like, this is fantastic. And, and friend, it challenged me because I went home and did my tic-tac-toe board. Yeah, I live in a 900-person <laughs> town, right? I'm not talking Chicago. And I did my tic-tac-toe board. And I knew several of my neighbors, but you're right. I was friendly. I had, I, I didn't know who they were or their stories or, you know, what was going on in their life. And so I just love the simplicity of that. Do the tic-tac-toe board. Don't let them just be agitous. How do you be intentional to, to introduce yourself? And then I've got notes again, friend, because I love what you said, because there is some strategy here, you know, to think, where's God working in my first, second, and third place, you know, where I live, where I work, and the people that I play with. And knowing that I love that word social momentum we're building our goal is to build social momentum so that we can lead that you know inviting them into our lives until they can trust us to invite us back into theirs and i love what you said being intentional to live a life that is attractive not what we can do on our own but god through us so as we're living through trials or hurts or broken or celebrations there's something different about our life because of Jesus that's inviting to them and being intentional to go into that spiritual conversation in all three of those places. Start with prayer, where you work in God and follow them. But I love it. I, I couldn't get enough of it. I mean, my notes, I've, I've changed those. Some, you know, some of my daily in my community, definitely in a little side gig, a little ice cream shop that, you know, I opened. I've definitely implemented some of this because it's so teachable mm-hmm. and it's so simple and and. Can we be honest? It's fun. It's just fun. It just takes the pressure off. It's like, just, just do life. And so ladies, if you're listening, this is an example of why we say get connected to the community, because as we spotlight different women, we say we're just ordinary women with this extraordinary God, but we can encourage each other, spur each other on, but we can also learn from each other. And sometimes we try to make it too hard. So if you're not connected, get connected with us. You can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or check out resources on our website at ibsa.org backslash women. Felicia, this is transferable because it's evangelistic training, right? But it's discipleship at this at the same time. So friend, I thank you again. And ladies, I did this before we even started the recording for sharing this with me. And that's why I wanted her to come and share it with you guys. So thank you for sharing this. I'm real big on modeling and you've modeled something for us that I think is easy. Like I love that you said you invite them in to celebrate your anniversary. Yeah. And you know, Carmen, uh, in, in my neighborhood, it was really, it was really pleasant. You know, it was nice, but some of the people, even though, you know, and I want to say this, some of the, some of the neighbors, they were a little hesitant because it's like, who, who are you? Got, why are you so nice? You know, what do you want? So don't be discouraged by this. The thing of it is, is to be encouraged and to be consistent. You know, it's not something that you can do when you get around to doing. It has to be intentional, like you said. So we encourage, plan the event. You know, you have it planned. It may not be planned to the neighborhood. You know, make sure that's on the calendar because we never get around to doing it sometimes because life just has a way of taking over. You know, we have so Mm -hmm. many things that we're responsible for. So we plan, we actually talk about it, you know, and some people didn't know where to start, you know. And once they were willing to get over that fear, you know, and and maybe even the rejection, 
rejection, that they may be rejected. We started, we held their hand, you know, we went with them, you know, and helped them with, you know, the social momentum event. And and for some, it only took that one um, event for them help, you know, the social momentum activity, I should say. And the next month when it came time to help them, they were like, oh, we can do this. We got this. In my neighborhood, they they have trusted us to invite us back into their lives. Now we're getting neighbors that would call, come and pray with us, come help us with this, come help us with that, you know. And then when we do that, then we encourage them. The 92-year-old, her husband unfortunately passed away um, last month, but um, they live there together. So they need a lot of assistance, you know, in the middle of the night and in evening hours. Other neighbors now, it was just my husband and I, we started going down, helping them in the middle of the night when they, you know, needed other neighbors. And we shared that with them. They're like, oh, we can give you guys a break. We'll take them tonight. We're on tonight. We'll help them. So now we're giving purpose to other people, you know, see how they're needed and that we're all collective. God has always seen us as a collective people. He's never Mm -hmm. just, yes, he knows us individually, but he sees us one, you know, we're collective and it takes all of us, you know, if we're going to bring, you know, um, God's peace to earth through us, then it's going to take all of us. He tells us all his mission, Missio Day. that term means God's mission in the world. How does it get back into the world if we don't take it back and share? Ladies, can you see why I was so excited when when she was talking to me. I mean, it was just two friends, right? Catching up. Yeah. And I'm just writing, 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 writing. And 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 it's so it's it's it just catches and it's so quick to go apply. Felicia, I can't thank you enough for what you spoke into my life several weeks ago, but but also being willing to come back and share this with our friends, right? Our our ladies today. Oh Carmen, I, I appreciate just being able and being invited because yeah, I am so passionate about it, you know, and we all, you know, we all have purpose and that is to be, you know, missional, connect people back to him, share him with others. And like I said, we, those are places already. That's not, you don't have to go out and find someone. You see, right, you're right. already in those places, that first yeah. and third place, you're already there. So you just see how God has already brought this yeah. together for us. And sometimes I think we've made it so complicated. And when I realized, Carmen, because when I would think about uh, a missionary, I would honestly have this thought of someone that's overseas, you know, that is sharing Christ with those in another country. But here with this model, We all can be missionaries right where we live. Right. Anyone can be a missionary in any of these places. In all three of them, if you elect, we say concentrate on one because often, you know, all three is too much for some people, you know. So we just focus on one because there's plenty of people that need to be connected to God, you know, and needs his peace. That's what people need. That's what our world needs is his peace. You know, when the fall of of man occurred, what, what happened is we lost his peace, you know? And so if we can do that by building social momentum, I'm telling you that tic-tac-toe board and start with a high, do your tic-tac-toe board and do these social momentum events. We call it bringing community back, you know, and then you will see. And then you, as you learn, you know, as you're getting to know people and they're inviting you into their life, all of us have some type of longing or loss. There is something that is in our life, you know, that causes us to lose sleep. Mm-hmm. And when they when they invite you into their lives, then you connect them. What does God say about this? What does he want to do? How does he want to help you with this? And too often we want to teach, preach, I think. But God, God's word is right there. And then what we go and what we learn and worship in the Bible studies, then how do we apply it? It's just not good enough to know it. You know, we just keep it to ourselves. And who are we? 
helping. So yeah, these places, you can share those things when the time is right. And don't be too quick to try to, you know, talk about God with them, get to know them. Cause then it's like, oh, you just want me to know your God. But if I'm really focusing and I'm really intentional, I'm really sincere about getting to know you because you are important, then God knows how to speak clearer and better to any of us. Amen. When the time is right and prayer Amen. is such a key part to this, you have to pray, God, when, what are you, you know, what are you saying about this person? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to connect this person to you? Oh, this is where God wants me to mention him, you know, right here. This is so good. So good. Ladies, I've already asked before I started this recording, if I could add Felicia's contact information in the episode notes, because I knew some of you guys would want follow up with her. And she said, yes. So in the episode notes, I'll have Felicia's contact. We're also going to tag her church, World Deliverance Christian Center. And then she's available if you want to unpack this anymore, you know, talk or hear more examples. Um, and, And if you're like me, like I said, that's why she's on this podcast because I just couldn't get enough of it because it was so practical and I this is what I love about sharing lives with each other so so she's available she's one of us and so don't be scared to reach out to her and and follow her a little bit and see what God's doing through her and through through the church so Felicia this is where I have to wind down so I want to thank you again for joining us you're welcome Carmen again thank you thank you yeah. I'm excited about what God is doing you know yes and ladies I want to ask you guys to do everything you can to have a great rest of your Friday. Have a wonderful weekend, a blessed Sunday, and I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.